0: Let's pray before we begin. Lord, please let us understand your word and put it in our hearts. May it shape our lives to be more like your Son. In Jesus' name we ask, Amen. Last Sunday morning, I came to church early, (coughs) taught my Sunday school class. We had the morning service here. And uh, I worked in the afternoon, Sunday evening, uh, the pre service every Sunday, almost every week. I speak four times here. Then the Sunday evening service last week. And at 5.45 Monday morning, I was up, got to the church, I guess, close to 7 o'clock Monday morning. Worked a while, rushed to the airport. Um, in fact, we had a staff meeting Monday morning, or meeting with Mr. Walker, some of the staff members, Mr. Walker met. I rushed to the airport. Flew to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, was met there by a preacher who drove me to Watertown, Wisconsin, where I spoke Monday evening at the Maranatha Baptist Bible College. After the service, Monday evening, numbers of preachers wanted to talk and and received counsel. And uh, went back to my room, worked till almost 1 o'clock. Got up early in the morning, preached again at Watertown. At the college, I got to my room at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, made a desk of my little table, and worked without stopping or eating until time for the service, and uh, then immediately rushed to the service and preached on Tuesday night. I was up before daybreak. I worked till, oh, I worked till midnight or after Tuesday night. was up before daybreak Wednesday morning was driven an hour, hour and a half drive through the rain to Milwaukee, caught a plane. On the plane, I studied the uh, Sunday school. No, I didn't either. I, on the plane, I, I planned December 16th, the big day. <clears throat> and then uh, got to the airport, was met by Brother Sully, and he um, while he drove me back to the church, I studied the Sunday school lesson dicta- and dictated the lesson in the car. I got to the church at... Uh, 10.35, unloaded my stuff and left at ten 10.25, unloaded at 10.30, left at 10.30 to go to the college, got there a le- little after 11 o'clock, it was a rainy day, and spoke on chapel at the college. Three minutes after I finished speaking on chapel at the college, I taught my class to the preacher boys and full-time Christian workers at the college. As soon as that was ended, didn't even leave the platform, spoke to the high school, the high school chapel. Rushed back to the church, got here just about five minutes to three, had an appointment at three, another appointment at three thirty, another appointment at four, another appointment at four thirty. Had the teachers meeting at six, uh, and that lasted till seven forty. Had the service here, and then meeting with people who came by the the office to see me. I guess I must have gotten home ten forty, oh, eleven, about eleven o'clock. Wednesday night, all day Thursday, worked here at the church. Friday I worked here at the church and then flew to Minneapolis Friday evening, Friday afternoon late. Priest in Minneapolis, left during the closing prayer, rushed to the airport. I was preaching at 9.15 and was on the airplane at 9.32 at the airport. Rushed to the airport, flew back, uh, got back uh, here at midnight or so, and got to bed about 1 o'clock. Up early Saturday morning and... uh, meeting Saturday morning at uh, first the meeting with the principals of the schools and then the um, after that the meeting with the administrators of the college and then appointments and then uh, study and then deacons meeting Saturday night and trying to work in uh, some sermon preparation in there somewhere Uh, and uh, then this morning taught my class preached this morning taught again tonight preached tonight I leave tomorrow morning to go to Springfield, Missouri, go through the same thing again, just exactly the same thing. In fact, almost any, any any hour of any day of any week, you will find me doing the same thing I do every hour of every day or of that day of uh, that uh, day every week. I'll do about the same thing. Uh, and people say, Brother, how how do you do it? How do you do it? I work over I work over a hundred hours a week. How do you do it? I'm not asking for your sympathy. I like to work. Uh, I heard Dr. John Rice said the other day, he said, you know, I took an hour off the other day. He said, a little bit of time off goes a long way for me. And uh, I, uh, I like it. But now, how do you do it? You say, preacher, people say, how do you do it, preacher? How in the world do you do it? How do you hold out? your uh, you mind all the counseling? I have averaged 84 counseling sessions a week for the last two years. Eighty-four. I've averaged preaching 25 sermons a week for the last 16 or 17 years. How do you do it? I'll tell you how I do it. I've staked my whole ministry on Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah forty thirty-one. The Jews were in captivity. they They've been in bondage. For many years, you recall how Nebuchadnezzar came and took the Jews into bondage. They went to captivity. They were a singing people and a harp-playing people, but they wouldn't sing. The the, uh, Babylonian people came and said, Sing us a song! Understand you're good singers. And they said, How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? We placed our harps on the willow trees. We can't sing. Discouraged, defeated, uh, and uh, homesick and lonely, 500 miles from home. Tired and weary, slaves in bondage. And Isaiah cries to them and says, "In bondage, tired, weary, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary." Students come to me, said so Doctor Hiles. I'm, I'm tired. I only get sleep five hours a night. I'm tired. Uh, how do you get your strength up? Well, you quit drinking your coffee for one thing. But uh, <clears throat> but that is what we'll preach about tonight. How do you get your strength? A student said. Dr. Hiles, I'm, I'm going to have to, to quit school. I, I can't get by on six hours sleep a night. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. People oftentimes say, well, poor Joe Blow. He's going to just crack up. He gets, he gets a little sleep. No, folks crack up get too much sleep. Now, I'm for sleep, and I practice it occasionally, and I'm for it. Let me say this. Far more people... Have, have, have lost their health because they didn't work hard enough and because they worked too hard. And I don't know many people in serious danger of working too hard. Now, the honest, simple truth, the, the, the more the parts move in a machine, the better that machine's going to last. A car that is used, and used a lot, will last longer than a car that is not used. There is a way. There's a way you can get a lot done. Ladies, come to me. Worn out. Worn out. Uh, I mean... Come for the dozens. For well, the house, I'm nervous. I'm about to crack up. I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. Well, that's nothing unusual. Every lady's about to have a nervous breakdown. Every lady I know has either had one or going to have one as soon as she has time to work in her schedule or she's having one now. And uh, I know, I know. Men come to me and say, For well, the house, I'll tell you what, I work my hand to the bone. I work eight hours a day. And I'm tired. And I, I, how can you get strength? Well, the Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord. Job was. Persecuted like no man was ever persecuted. Suffered like no man ever suffered. Lost his family. Lost his children. Lost his wife. Lost his health. Lost his job. Lost his possessions. Lost his sheep. Lost his oxen. Lost his donkeys. Lost his camel. Lost his friends. Lost everything. Job said, my bow is renewed in my and he said, sometimes I get so weary, I can't use my bow anymore. Sometimes I can't fight in war. But he said, in my hand, it's renewed. My strength is renewed. Listen, I've gone to the pulpit across this country so tired I couldn't stand up. Before I got through, I was preaching like a house of fire. I've walked in that door time and time again when I felt like I couldn't make the trip to this pulpit. And I've walked in, the, I've walked in this room sick sometimes uh, and uh, leaned up against a pulpit by the time I got to preaching, and the Word of God began to burn on the inside, and the Spirit of God began to give strength, I found strength I never knew I had, and help I never knew I had. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's the secret, waiting upon the Lord. There is a way. There is a way. Now, what's the secret? I want you to listen carefully now for this next few minutes. The secret is giving out and replacing. The secret is giving out and replacing. I, one of the most important statements in this entire script verse in Isaiah 40, is like the eagle. Like the eagle. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up the wings as eagle, or like an eagle. What does that mean? That it means they'll fly like an eagle alone. That means, that means that they'll put new feathers on like the eagle. I'm sure that you folks know anything about eagles, know something about the molting process of eagles and how the old feathers fall off and the new feathers come on. And that's what the Lord is saying. The Lord is saying, if you can keep renewed like the eagle's feathers, listen to me, there is a law, an irrefutable law, that strength comes from giving out and receiving in. Take the human body. For example, there's a... Uh, there's the, um, the matter of the, of the kidneys. You, you give out, you receive. You're not healthy unless you're giving out. There's also the matter of the lungs. You take in, you give out. There's the matter of the system of elimination of our food. You take in and you give out. There is a divine law. It's the th- same thing is true about a healthy body of water. The dead sea does not give out. It receives, it does not give out. It isn't healthy. A healthy body of water is a body that receives and gives. It receives and gives. It receives and gives. Now, uh, you will not have energy for God until you start giving out. That's the way you get the energy. Look, you know what you can do? Preachers that preach more sermons have more energy than preachers. I was on an airplane flying to Atlanta, Georgia. No, no, it wasn't either. Yeah, it was too. Well, forget it, wherever it was. I'll find out and write you a letter and tell you. <clears throat> but I flying to Atlanta, Georgia. Sat down beside a fellow, opened the newspaper, and read the sport page a little bit. And um, and he said, you like sports? I said, yeah, I like sports. Uh, he said, what kind of business are you in? I said, I'm a preacher. He said, I am too. He said, what kind? I said, uh, hellfire and brimstone kind. And... Uh, Sort of like the fellow said, what kind of pie do you like best? The old country boy said, tater pie. What other kind of pie is there? And uh, I'm a hellfire and brimstone preacher. What other kind is there? And I said, what kind are you? He said, Presbyterian. And I immediately found out there was another kind than the hellfire and brimstone kind. And, we, and I said, where you been? He said, Mayo Clinic. I said, why? He said, I had a nervous breakdown. I said, why? He said, preaching too much. And I said, uh, how much have you been preaching? He said, every week. Every week. He said, the doctor's taking me off preaching. And I said, forgive me, but you're almost off of it already. I said, how many times a week do you preach? He said, every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning. I said, how long? Why, he said, sometimes as long as 35 minutes. Oh, my soul. <clears throat> Man could crack up doing that, couldn't he? Huh? Thirty-five minutes. And he said, the doctor said, I can do my hospitalization, I can do the administration of the church, but the doctor said, I can't preach anymore. You know why? He, he, he had a nervous breakdown. He wasn't preaching enough. You never heard of John Wesley have a nervous breakdown, did you? Huh? He was usually preaching by five o'clock in the morning. Now, I preach sometimes till five o'clock in the morning, but i never at five o'clock in the morning. No, you never heard Dwight Moody have a nervous breakdown, did you? Now I'm simply saying that that preachers or Christians who give out, are those who get their energy renewed. It is a law, it's a law, of, it's a law of the, the body, it is a law of nature, it is a law of the spiritu- of the spiritual life, the spiritual realm. If you give out, then you can receive. It is it is not what flows to you that gives you energy, it's what flows through you that gives you energy. When you come to a place in your life to where you say, I'm going to give of myself, of my life, of my money, of my time, I'm going to give myself, then God gives you the energy you need because he keeps renewing it all the time. You see, when you give of yourself, then your energy that comes is always fresh energy. It's Uh, You've heard me say this so many times, pardon me, you've seen me do this so many times, but I've told our people many times, and I want you new students to get this by all means. I'm going to show you again the secret to the Christian life. I won't say a word. I won't say one word, but I'm going to show you the secret to the Christian life. Now you watch me carefully. That's it. When you learn how to get things from God, and you learn not to keep them, but let them flow through you. Now, you watch me carefully. Here are three heathen over here. I think you understand that. Here are three heathen over here. These men need help. God wants to help them. Now, you watch me carefully. Watch me carefully. If I do this... Now, I'm tired. Let's suppose I'm weary. Oh, my my soul is tired and I'm weary. And so I... But but I, I come to God. God gives to me. Don't you think God's going to give me some extra energy if I'm giving something to people that need help? Don't you think that if I'm weary and tired of soul and mind and body, don't you think... If I'm willing to say to God, God, give me strength and energy, and I'll use it for you. I'll feed the poor. I'll clothe the naked. I'll warm the cold. I'll give to the needy. I'll win the lost. I'll train the youth. I'll build a school. Listen, you. Some. if you really want to know something, you stop and realize all the things I'm doing now, I didn't do 14 years ago when I became pastor of this church. Why well, was busy day and night then. Had no grade school. Now we have two, and I have meetings all the time, and keep my finger constantly on the grade schools. If you don't believe it, you ask the principals. God bless them. These are they that have gone through great tribulation. Back, back 14 years ago, I worked day and night, but I had no high school. But I keep my finger going all the time. All the time. Now, like you we had no college. Ask Dr. Billings and the administrators if if, if if I don't keep my finger on it all the time. Meetings, planning. Back, Johnny, we had a, about 1,200 active members. Do you know what we have now? Do you know we have about 18,000 people who come to this church regularly? Amen. 18,000 people who come to this church regularly. Think of the nationwide radio ministry. Think of all the counseling. Think of the travels. Think of the preaching, sermons, and so forth. Listen, I am doing 25 times as much tonight as I was 14 years ago. Now, I'll be honest with you, I work harder, I feel better, I sleep less, I'm, I, I, I work more, I get more done, and I'm more handsome than I was 14 years ago. Amen? Oh, you dirty coward. Half of you are liars, other half of you hate me, and I hate you too. But what I'm saying is this, look, look, God says, if old Hiles will give himself, I'll give him more energy, he has more to do. But as his will is, so shall his strength be. The secret is giving and replacing. If you don't give, it becomes stagnant. That which God gives you does not pass through you, becomes stagnant. Listen, young people, listen. The secret, college students, preacher boys, the secret of God giving you strength is that you give your lives to others. That's the secret to it. You give your life to God. You serve Him day and night. You give your life to somebody else. And God will give you strength you never dreamed you had before. They that wait upon the Lord. Now then, the word wait. I want to look at the word wait for a few minutes. The word wait. There are three things the word wait means. In the first place, it means abide up. It comes from two words, Greek words. One means abide. It's the word "mona," which means abide. Actually, it means heaven, heavenly abide. It means abide up. Abide up. How, how can a person renew his strength? How can a person, so tired and so weary, he thinks he cannot take another step? How can he? Well, listen. Sometimes I go home on Sunday night and barely make it to the door. Absolutely, barely. (laughs) The other night, I was in a certain city, and uh, the alarm was set for 5.45. I went to bed at a quarter of twelve, and the alarm went off. I woke up and looked out, and I said, it's never been so dark at 5.45 in my life. I got up, washed, put my clothes on. I thought, man, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I don't think I can make it. Boy, I didn't get much rest. And got all ready. Looked at the clock. It was 12.25. 12.35. 12.35. Oh, shut up. You'll be old someday. <laughs> 12.35. Now, look. There are times, there are times when absolutely I go to bed on Sunday night and I wonder if I'll ever move again. And there are times... When I wake up on Monday morning, and I hear that alarm, and if I knew some curse words, I'd use them. There are times I've been, I've threatened to call for the vineyard and find some. Because nobody can operate 150 buses without cussing some. Nobody. But I've crawled out, and I've said to this leg... Would you move first? It says, "Uh uh-uh. Oh. I said, how about you, buddy? He said, not me. I moved first yesterday. (laughs) And so I just dive out hand first, you know. And I've flown across the country, been met at the airport, gone to a church, and been introduced. And (laughs) one of the fellows the other day said, said, you don't introduce Jack Hiles. It's just like the fellow who introduced a tiger. You just unloose him and let him go. He said, here is a ball of energy. I'd say a ball of wax would be more more like it. I, there I was, a ball of He said, this man, why, he said he's the most active preacher in America today. And I said, Lord, just get me to the pulpit. Just get me to the pulpit. And here I walked up, you know, I never wanted to be an Episcopalian rector so bad in my life. or I, I just wanted to give a mass or something. But there I was. And I said, Lord, there are preachers here who need help. I pray you'd give me strength to stir some of these preachers. And did you know, within ten minutes, I'd forgotten I was tired. And strength it began to flow. You see, I was giving out. And the Lord said, okay, boy, as you give out, I'm going to give you some more. And I'd give it out and take it and give it and take it and give it and take it and give it. And did you know that before I finished preaching, I wasn't weary. When I got through preaching, I didn't need any rest. You know why? Because the Lord had renewed my spirit. And on the inside, my soul was burning. Why? I was the crowd that's tired here tonight, not tonight, but the crowd, always tired. How do The crowd that's always worn out, it's the crowd that thinks of yourself. Forget yourself. The whole world's going to hell. Folks are hungry. Folks are in need. Little children need help. The Bible needs preaching. The gospel needs spreading. Somebody's got to say, tired, not tired. I'm going to stay busy for God. And so just keep on going. Just keep on going. But how do you do it? You abide up. You abide up. A young man came to my office today. Said, I'm quitting college. I said, Why? He said, I want to get married. I said, Why else? He said, I want to get I got a job. I want to make money. I want to save some money and get married. Now that's not abiding up. Abiding up is when you live on the upward way. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as i onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. You know what kind of church I want? I want a church full of people that abide up. I want folks who live in heaven. I want folks who talk of heaven. I want folks who sing of heaven. I want folks who just aren't too much in love with this world. I want people who abide up. You know why? I'll tell you why. If you live to the world... I'm not talking about drinking and dancing and cussing and, and, and playing cards and reading Playboy magazine. I'm talking about eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. I'm talking about buying and selling. I'm talking about thing, I know, about, about playing. I'm talking about things that are not eternal. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. But when you abide in things of God... There's life in Christ. And if you work for Christ, you'll have life, energy, strength to work for God. God, Listen, God gives you the energy that you need to do His work if you're abiding heavenly. All this chit-chat and all this earthy talk and all these critical natures and all these gossiping tongues. That's one reason why I hardly ever, I hardly ever go out after a service and sit in a restaurant and talk about other preachers. Brother the vineyard, I'm so sick and tired of hearing preachers slander each other and talk about each other and run each other down and say, do you believe so-and-so is true about this fellow? And is it true that he did so-and-so? I'm so sick of that. Why can't we get together and talk about the Bible and the work of God and the things of God? Why can't we rise above? People talk. Abide up. Abide up. That's the way you get your strength. You get your strength if you abide up, if you live up. The same word abide there that's found in in John 14. In my Father's house are many mansions. That same word mansion is the word abide. If you live prematurely in your mansion, if you walk with God, if you live with God, if you walk with God, if you walk in the heavenly realm, if you walk in the spiritual realm, God gives you strength. I was preaching down in Indianapolis, Indiana. I had preached that week that's the week I preached in four cities, four consecutive nights. I'll never forget it. I think I told you this once. You know, you you sleep in four different beds, in four different rooms, in four different cities, in four different states on four consecutive nights. You really don't know where you are sometimes. About four o'clock in the morning, I woke up to go to the restroom. It was the fourth night. And I thought, now, where am I? And I said, I know where I am. I am in a certain, certain town, but that's where I was the third night. Well, on the, th- on the third night, you got, you got out of bed and you walked and you turned right to go to the restroom. But on the fourth night, where I was, you turned left to go to the restroom. And so I felt my, I never opened my eyes. I, because if I open my eyes, I'll get too wide awake, you see. I always stay, stay asleep, you know. And so it was dark anyway and I couldn't see anything. So I, I felt my way and I said, okay, let's, where am I? Where am I? I'm in Oklahoma City. That's where I am. And I'm in Oklahoma City, and I'm in the Royal Court in Oklahoma City, and you turn right to go to the restaurant. But I forgot that I had moved since last night. And so I turned right, tripped over a luggage place, the thing you know, little thing keep your luggage on, tripped over it, fell flat on my face. Wouldn't open my eyes, it would wake up, you know. <laughs> fell flat on my face. As I did, I grabbed for something, and I grabbed the cover. I pulled the cover off the bed, turned a complete flip, flop. And went over and pulled the cover. Rolled myself up in the cover. Couldn't get out of the cover. Had the cover over my head, all around my body, all wrapped up. And Doctor Jack Hiles. And I said, "Where am I, Lord? Where am I?" But anyway, I went to the pulpit, and uh, I in in Indianapolis, and I could hardly stand up. The night before, I'd gone, to, I'd gone to bed and got on my knees to say my prayers. And two hours later, I woke up on my knees beside the bed. I was really shaking heaven, wasn't I? Huh? And uh, woke up. <coughs> and uh, So I uh, woke up on my knees beside the bed and uh, got up and dressed myself and went to, went to bed. But uh, I was tired, and I leaned against the pulpit. And I said, Lord, you need better than this. You need better than this. And I began to preach. And I, I started preaching a, few, a little bit about heaven and the blessings of heaven. And I thought about the glories of heaven. Oh, blessed be God. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. And I got to rejoicing, and I forgot I was tired. And you know, I felt a spell coming on even. And I started jumping up and down the pulpit and saying, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, you know, if you're going to praise the Lord, the Lord help your voice. If you're going to lift up holy hands. God will give you strength to do it. If you're going to jump up down and praise the Lord, God will give you jumping strength. You see, your problems, you're tired because you don't use your legs to jump up and down and praise the Lord. The reason you're, I just can't lift a hand. Well, what are you going to do with it when you lift it? Huh? Say you what you do. You, t- you get a Bible and start telling folks how to be saved, and I bet you God will give you strength to lift that Bible. So well, I just can't go another step. Well, a lot of you, I'm glad you can't. Where you're going, I don't want you to go. But tell you what you do. You go on a mission for God, and you can go another step. How? Wait upon the Lord. How do you wait? Wait means abide up. Abide up. There's something else the word wait means it means to sit constantly beside. To sit constantly beside. What does it mean? Sit constantly beside the Lord. I was thinking a while ago as Brother Cobb was up here. I was thinking about those days. Did you know the only way in the world there's hope for a fellow like me is for God to do something and give you strength and energy and power and blessing? Many of you have heard me tell about the time when I was down in Waco, Texas, and Dr. John Rice was there, and J. Harold Smith was there, and Lee Robertson was there. And a young man came to me about that high, 17, 18 years old, and said, Dr. Hiles, I heard Dr. Smith and Dr. Robertson Dr. Rice, but you did more for me than all the rest of them put together. My first thought was, what a brilliant young man this is. He knows good preaching when he hears it. And uh, I said, what, what did you like best about me? I sort of liked with Gary Coleman down in Texas. Gary Coleman, they, they called him to a church when he was 17 years of age, full-time church. He was already married. Called him to a church, 17 years of age. Don't you get any ideas about that 17-year-old marrying business? And, uh, and he, he thought he was so great. He said, why did you call me instead of the other five fellas? They said, because your wife's the only one who could play the piano. And uh, so I said, uh, what well, do you like best about me? And the fellow said, when I heard Dr. Rice, I said, I never could be that smart. When I heard Dr. Robertson, I said, I never could be that handsome. And when I heard Dr. Smith, I said, I never could be that dynamic. But when I heard you, I said, if he can do it, anybody ought to be able to do it. By the way, anybody can do it. You don't get strength from God because you're handsome. You don't get strength from God because you're big. You don't get strength from God because you're talented. You don't get strength from God because you have a degree. You get strength from God because you weight on God. Wait upon the Lord. Learn to walk with Him and talk with Him and live with Him. I don't mean come and see Him. I mean live with Him momentarily, day by day. Walk with God. 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 Live with Him. Abide in Him. Stay with Him all the time. Everywhere you go, sit constantly beside the Lord. This is the answer. This is the answer. How long has it been since you waited upon the Lord? Some of you teenagers, get up tomorrow morning. <laughs> when you leave your room, it looks like Hurricane Hilda just came through. And you, and you, and you, and you, <laughs> you, you walk down to the kitchen table. You look out. Some of you poor gals, you got tin cans in your head. Hair wrapped around tin. you got tin cans in your head. <laughs> I was just watching how you were using that. And, uh, I want to see the deaf interpreter. She was going like that. And uh, But you say, I just don't feel like I can go to school. You can if you wait on the Lord. You wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is fuel for the soul. Waiting on the Lord is strength for the body. Waiting on the Lord is energy for the Spirit. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Every man on this platform that's preached a sermon knows that he has gone to the pulpit as dead as King Tut and gotten so excited he couldn't sleep when he got through preaching. I've flown across this country to certain meetings, and I've said, I'll be glad I, a preacher preached before me. And I, I, Brother Vineyard, have you, ever, have you ever tried to stay awake? For uh, far as I know, you and I—the only preachers is interesting enough to keep folks awake. And uh, but uh, uh, and, and somebody preaches before you, and and yeah. Other night I was listening to Doctor John Rice. Don't misunderstand me; he's my favorite preacher. But I'd heard the same sermon three thousand two hundred and forty-one times. Take that out of the tape, please. And uh, and I like the sermon. I like, and by the way, he's heard all of mine too, time and time again. But I, I, I was sleepy, absolutely, and I sat there, and I went, "Amen, <laughs> Amen." Amen. 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 You know why you're laughing? Because you're having the same problem tonight, aren't you? Huh? Yeah. (laughs) Same problem. And I said, when Dr. Rice finishes, I'm going to preach ten minutes and go home and go to bed. I started preaching. I was preaching. I told a story about Jesse Cobb. I preached on God's cause to soul winning. And man, when Jesse Cobb met me back in the back of that room that night, that morning, and said, let's go soul winning, and I got reliving that thing, and I got to reliving the experiences of soul winning through these years, my soul got full, my spirit got revived. I woke up. Everybody else went to sleep, but I woke up. And I, and I preached 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 and I went back to my room and I praised the Lord and I clapped my hands and rejoiced and shouted, I didn't want to go to sleep. Why? He had renewed my strength. That's why. They had waited upon the Lord. Walk in heavenly places. Sit beside God. Know God. Walk with God. Live with God. Make Him your portion. Make Him your strength. They have their spirit renewed. Sit constantly beside Him. Number three, to wait upon the Lord means not only to abide up and to sit constantly beside, but it means to expect eagerly. Expect eagerly. Go out to the airport. Go out to the airport sometimes, <coughs> as I do every Monday morning, oftentimes several times a week. And you, you watch, watch the people sit waiting for the plane to come in. Here's a, here's a little little lady waiting for her sweetheart to come home in the service. You know what she's doing? Huh? She's sitting in the chair like this. You think so? No. She has no problem staying away. She's looking at the at the gate. She's say, you're tired? I don't know. I don't know. He's coming right through that door in just a minute. Hey, don't you think you ought to have a nap? <laughs> nap? What's a nap? He's coming right through that door in just a minute. Well, look, you better eat something. Eat. Eat. What's eat? Food. What's food? He's coming right through that door in just a minute. Why? She's waiting on him. He, The one she loves is about to come through the door. He's been away. He's been gone. And he's about to come through the door. And I see them as they watch the door. And boy, oh boy. And, 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 and here they come. Here come the servicemen. I'm, I, I'm in the... I'm in the uh, uh, coming off the airplane sometimes. And here come the fellows out. Here comes a beautiful blonde to hug this one. Here comes a beautiful redhead to hug this one. Here comes a gorgeous brunette to hug this one. And then Sully comes to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not beautiful and he can't hug. And What's the difference? What's, what somebody is looking She's looking for the lover. Oh, let me tell you something. You get the place in your life where you look for Jesus to come. I'm looking today for His glorious appearing. You get the place where every moment you expect Him to come. I'll tell you what, I've had a hard time sleeping the last three or four weeks. With this Middle Eastern situation and Russia and the attack in the Middle East and Israel and, 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 and the Arabs and the Jews and all the battles. I'll tell you, I've I've had a hard time. Sleeping. Why? I'm looking for Jesus. There's strength in that. There's energy in that. I'm looking for somebody. I love Him. I adore Him. He's my Savior. I've been preaching about Him all these blessed years, looking for Him, and I get strength because I am physical strength, mental strength, spiritual strength, soul strength. Why? I'm expecting eagerly the coming of our Savior. That's why you can get this. We can get more done. They called it, they in, in science, they called it potential energy and kinetic energy. Kinetic energy is that energy that you have in the normal circumstances. Potential energy is that energy you have when you're chased by a bulldog. Kinetic energy is that energy you have when you run as fast as you can by yourself on your own momentum and initiative. But potential energy... Is that energy that you have when you when you're scared, you are running scared. When a person comes to a place in his life where he says, I'm going to live with Christ, I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to look for him. My whole life's going to be Jesus. All of it. All of it. <clears throat> my whole life. It's going to be Jesus. I'm going to walk with him by day and walk with him by night. I'm going to make his word my portion by day and my portion by night. I'm going to make His will my desire in life and only to be what He wants me to be. Every moment of every day is my goal and my hope and my desire in life. That person, the Lord says, that person loves me. He's hooked up to the source of energy. I'm going to renew His spirit. You say, don't you ever get tired? Sure, I get tired. Sure, that's what I'm talking about. You get tired, but God renews it. I've taken Isaiah 40, 31. And I've squeezed it, and I've squeezed it, and I've squeezed it, brother. If it's not true, you're looking at a fella it's about to crack up. Because I've claimed this verse in every airport in America, just about. I've claimed this verse on every on every on every pulpit, uh, uh, many, hundreds of pulpits across this nation. I've claimed this verse in motel rooms. I've claimed this verse when I thought I couldn't go another step. But blessed be God, when I'm going on on a journey for Him, I can go another step. Why? Renew the strength. Renew the strength. Brother Cobb being here has opened up my my memory tonight. I was thinking, Brother Cobb, about the night that old Brother Ford patted me on the back and said, "I'll pray for you every day as long as I live." He was the chairman of our deacons before Brother Cobb was. I recall the night he patted me on the back, and he said, "Young man, I'll never let us the, sun, or the uh, I'll never let myself go to bed at night without praying for you." I was thinking about old Sam Montgomery, God bless him. by the way, he had one arm, but he had enough sense to have an artificial one on, and he wore a black glove on the artificial one. He was a a businessman and, and a man of brilliance. I was thinking about him and, and all the time he invested in me. And I, and I thought, oh, I hope their investment pays dividends. I was thinking about Dr. Rutherford, a veterinarian. And uh, he taught me in Sunday school. He taught the class when Pee Wee Howard and Bob Keyes and I were together. And Bob and I would throw Pee Wee out the window every Sunday morning. We'd, it was a main level, a, gra- a great ground level class. is was, was a frame building. And Pee Wee was a little bitty fellow. And Dr. Rutherford would cry a lot. And he'd say, "Boys, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to. I'm not going to let you go." He gave me a testament. In the testament, he wrote, "Proverbs 1:10, My son, when sinners entice thee, consent thou not." I took that to high school. I took it to college. I took it around this country while I was in service, and read that verse every day. And it was my the motto for my my young young days. And old Doctor Rutherford be teaching the class. And he'd get all choked up and he'd jump in would young man, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go to the devil. I'm going to keep on to, to your salvage for God. And then he'd get his hands out and he'd wipe his eyes. And while he's wiping his eyes, uh, i would throw Leroy pew out again. <laughs> I was glad I didn't go to Christian school. I'd have gotten some military merits. I'd have broken the all-time record. <laughs> but uh, old Dr. Rutherford, he's in heaven now. What a dear, sweet man. I was thinking about Mrs. Howard, the high school superintendent. God bless her. She wasn't a beautiful lady, and she wasn't overly talented, but she loved the kids, and she loved us. I was thinking about Proctor Boyd. God bless Proctor Boyd, my Sunday school teacher when I was 17 or 18. And I was thinking, I ought to give all I have to God. God's been so good to me. Oh, there was Mrs. Hazelwood, and there was Mrs. Skeeter, And there were so many, Mrs. Little Page. And uh, there was Brother Sizemore he mentioned a while ago. And there was Brother Gary Plexico I mentioned a while ago. And Brother Jesse Cobb and all of these people who invested their lives in me. You know, I've just sort of got to keep going. I've got to keep going. Too many folks are tipping dividends or hope to off my ministry. And so I just want to keep on going for God. You say, Brother well, how if you get tired, what are you going to do? I'm just going to keep on giving out and ask God to renew my strength again. I know he will. College students, listen to me. I know you're tired. God bless you. I think of you a lot. Some of you, some of these college boy men have children, wife and children. They're taking a full-time load in college and working out the steel mills 40 hours a week. Let me tell you, that some of you folks, the schedule of some of these these fellows. They wake up early in the morning at 5 or 6 o'clock. And they study. And then they go to school at 8 o'clock. They get out of school at 1 and have to rush right quick and go to work, maybe at 2 or 3 o'clock at the steel mills. And they work there in the wee hours of the morning. And a lot of these fellows don't get but 2 or 3 hours. I know what I'm talking about, 2 or 3 hours of sleep a night. Young men, listen to Brother Hiles for a minute. Listen to me. There's a God in heaven that will give you more, more strength in those 2 hours than you than anybody else can get in 10 hours sleep. Oh, don't, listen, we often say, God can take the, the nine-tenths and God can make it go farther than the ten-tenths. That's true. But he can do the same thing with your strength. It is God that gives you. Sometimes I, I go to sleep at night on an airplane. Got two hours before it's time to wake up. That's all the sleep I'll get. And I'll say, Dear Heavenly Father, um, if you give me eight hours sleep in the next two hours, you're going to have to really hurry it up and pack it in my hard. And the Lord does it. And I sometimes get off airplanes after two hours of sleep of <laughs> the night I was on an airplane and I forgot to fasten my safety belt. And I pulled up three you know, three seaters, I pulled up the seat the armrest in between and I laid down and forgot to fasten the safety belt. And so suddenly we hit the landing gear on the runway and uh, I tumbled out in the aisle. And there I was laying in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> And the stewardess said You've been asleep I said no I'm dead Waiting for the resurrection (laughs) And uh, But I know what I'm talking about Listen It would be a wonderful thing If you could learn There's a God in heaven And that God wants to give energy To folks Who give out You give He gives to you You give out He'll let you receive And as long as the energy Keeps flowing through And as long as the old renewal Keeps flowing through you can do. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't get sleep. I'm not saying you shouldn't get get some rest. I'm not against getting a rest. But I'm saying when you get so busy for God, it seems like you can't have the rest. If it's impossible to have it, I'm saying that God in heaven, if you abide with Him and wait upon the Lord, God in heaven can give you strength and energy. I know He can. I know He will. Let me ask you a question. How long has it been since you waited upon the Lord? How long has it been since you prayed an hour? Huh? Have you learned to walk with God? Years ago, a class at Moody Bible Institute came came over here about 13 years ago now. They came over to our church and they wanted to ask me questions. And we met over in one of the classrooms, about 40 of us. Sumner Wimp taught the class. And they asked me questions. One young man said, Brother Hiles, if if you had only one thing to say to young preachers, what would you say? And I said, walk with God. That's what I'd say. Walk with God walk with God. I pray every every week, I pray in this pulpit, Oh, God, give me a walk with Thee so that my people can hear a man preach Sunday who's been with Thee this week. You don't know how often I think about you. You men. How many work in the steel mills? How many of you work in the steel mills? God bless you. I think about you often. I get up in this pulpit and I pray for you on my face and I say, Dear God, while I'm praying right now, some of our men are out in those steel mills working in those blast furnaces or those blasted furnaces and uh, working in the steel mill, and they're tired, and they're going to come home tonight, and they're going to be greasy and dirty and tired, and they're going to have to take care of the shopping and the duties, and, and they're going to have to do other things, and I said Sunday they're going to come to church here, and they're going to hear me preach. Oh, God, let me walk with you this week. There sits back here in this part of our building, usually on Sunday morning, a man who has cancer. He's about, he's just wilting away. And he comes and he sits up on the edge of the seat as if to say, Preacher, I've got to have something today. I've got to have it. Woe be unto me if I don't walk with God. And give it to him. There sits back in this section of our church. And I think he's here tonight, but I won't point to it. To him. There's a man who has cancer in this room tonight. There's a boy in this room tonight who has an incurable disease, humanly speaking, a teenage boy. Humanly speaking. There are broken hearts all over this room. That's one reason why we laugh a lot. A lot of people don't laugh except when they come to church around here. And I pray God to help me so walk with Him and so know Him so my people will have a man to preach on Sunday who's walked with God during the week. Walk with God. Walk with God. Walk with God. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My bow is renewed in my hands. Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God by the renewing of your mind. Wait on the Lord. You got tired blood? Forget the Geritol. Forget the Geritol. And wait upon the Lord. Now, sure you ought to eat right. You ought to be careful what you eat and what you don't eat. But all of that will not take the place of waiting upon the Lord. Wait on Him. Eagerly expect Him. Eagerly expect Him. I'll close with this. Two years ago, in a motel room in Kansas City, No, I'm sorry, three years ago, in a motel room in Kansas City, I got to thinking that for 25 years I'd been preaching about Jesus. And suddenly it dawned on me that I'd see him Sean, and I'll never forget how I felt won't it be wonderful when the curtain is full packed and the one about whom I've preached for these 28 years I'll see him for three years every morning when I get up I go open the window and look up. And say, would it be today? Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see him. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow would erase. I'll gladly run the race until we see Christ. And until that day, eagerly expecting Him, Psalmist said, I shall be satisfied when I awaken thy likeness. Eagerly expecting Him. Anticipating Him momentarily. Sitting beside Him all the time. And living the life above the earthy in the heavenly. Waiting upon the Lord. He's promised to renew my strength. So tomorrow morning I'll get up take off to Springfield, Missouri. Tomorrow night I'll be preaching like a house of fire for for an hour and a half. Starts at a dollar and a half. (laughs) Somebody said do you use notes while you preach? I said no, I preach for cash only. No notes at all. Like a house of fire. You know why? Because the Lord's going to renew my strength. He's going to reap. He's going to get the old heavenly cable out, and he's going to he's going to take uh, he's going to clip one end on to him, the source of energy, and he's going to clip the other end on to me, a jumper cable. From the battery that never runs down to the battery that gets almost dead, and I'm going to push on the starter tomorrow night about seven o'clock, and at first it's going to go. Rrr. And that heavenly, that heavenly cable, that jumper, is going to start sending juice from the source of all strength and all energy and all spiritual power to the body and the soul and spirit of Doctor Jack Hiles. And all of a sudden, it's going to go, and then I want to look like a gal that's drank some V8 juice. Why? If it wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My bow will be renewed in my hand again tomorrow night. And God will do the same for you. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, We don't mean to give the wrong impression tonight. We don't mean to say it's a sin to get tired because all of us get tired. We do mean to try to turn our people toward the source of renewal. The source of renewal. I pray tonight you'd reach out and help some young preachers to know the secret. Waiting on the Lord. Walking with God. Eagerly expecting His return. I pray tonight you would help us to learn to wait upon God and to walk with God. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Most of us could do much more than we do now if we'd go up to the fueling station more often and wait upon the Lord. How many would say tonight, Brother Hiles, God has spoken to me in this message. God has spoken to my heart. There's a decision I feel like I ought to make for God tonight. And I want you to pray with me about it. Would you lift your hand, please, all over the building? All over the building. All over the building. All over the building. God bless you. If you'll do what the sermon said tonight, the Word of God says you won't have to lay out a church on Sunday night to get your strength. Go to work on Monday. You won't keep your kids home from prayer meeting on Wednesday night so they can get more rest. They that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord. Father, bless these dear ones. I pray tonight that dear, sweet widows up in years shall get strength they never dream they could have. I pray that young preachers shall have energy and vigor and strength they never thought they'd have. I pray that Christian people shall be able to increase their loads for Christ. Thank you for listening. And if you like this, please subscribe and consider liking my Facebook page and joining my group, Jesus Answers Prayer. May God bless your day. Hello, we are Mark and Pearl Lambert. And we are the ministers of Jesus Answers Prayers. If you like this ministry, please help support it. The link to donate is found in the description below. Thank you and God bless.